The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the hosts or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. In the past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant. We're glad you're joining us today. Things are getting busy as we move towards the holiday season here, at least in the U.S., So, if you're joining us today, my guess is that maybe you are thinking about doing something different with your career or you're in career transition and you found us as a resource. And that's perfect because that's exactly why we're here. I started this show to provide the tools and resources that you need to move forward in your career and to really take control of your own career direction, knowing that worldwide, this is a trend. Companies are not babying us anymore and helping us grow in our careers the way they used to, it's really more on us, even if that company is willing to do some development. We have to direct it and know where we want to go. So, this is a time of reflection. As we approach the new year, people are thinking about what do they want to do for 2016? Where do they want to be at the end of the year next year? Or maybe more accurately, where don't they want to be? And for a lot of people, that's where they are now. Maybe stuck in a position that seems like a dead end. Maybe struggling with a boss that isn't helping them get where they want to go. Maybe struggling with a boss that's keeping them in a position they don't want to be in. Or maybe building a business, doing something on their own whether it's on the side or you're planning on quitting your job. There's lots of changes in our careers, well, and really flows into our life that we start to contemplate at this point in the year. So I wanted to talk today about looking before we leap and really understanding and taking an inventory of everything that's going on before we make our decisions and our resolutions or goals around what we want to do in 2016. It's hard to believe, isn't it? 2016. So here's what I hear from a lot of my clients and prospects. I want to make a change. I want to do something different. I'm unhappy. I want to be a project manager. I want to be a product line manager. I want to start my own business. I really don't care what I do. I just not don't want to do this anymore. And when we get into this place 
of thinking about the future, sometimes we can do a few things to ourselves. First, we can make things worse than they are in our heads. We can build up all of the bad things that have happened over the past year and make it into a nice little pile that we want to run away from. And so we need to be careful that we're not doing that. The other thing we can do is start to get what I call shiny object syndrome. Shiny shiny object syndrome is when everything looks so much better than where we are now. Maybe you want to say grass is greener on the other side of the fence syndrome, but usually it looks a little bit like shiny object syndrome. Oh, I could do that, or I could do that, or I could do this. And there are some positives there, but we need to dig in and really understand what it is about that shiny that is so attractive so that when we go to make that transition, we actually get what we're thinking we might get, right? So that it doesn't always work out the way we think it will. So before we leap into 2016, let's take a moment and think about what's really not working. Is what's really not working your actual job, what you do every day. What about that isn't working? What do you do that you don't like to do? What do you do that you do like to do? Is it that you don't get to do enough of what you like to do? Or, you know, can you be real with yourself and are we trying to run away from things that exist in every job? answering emails, going to meetings, right? I promise you, even when you run your own business, those things that you don't like to do have to get done. But we can think about the balance and maybe it's opportunity. There isn't any opportunity that you see where you are to grow in the area that you'd like to grow in. So let's really think about those things. What isn't working And then let's consider what are the options where you are. And in this section of your thinking, it may be a little bit more difficult. For instance, you may think, well, there should be opportunities where I am, but I just keep getting held back. That's a red flag we want to pay attention to. Are you getting stuck in a box? Are your boss or your boss's boss and, and that nice level group of people, have they said, eh, this person's just an executor, they'll never be a leader. That's something we do want to pay attention to. It may be a valid reason to start looking outside of your organization for other opportunities. Have you communicated with your boss, your boss's boss, the people around you, what you do want to do? If you haven't, that might be a better first step. Becoming a known entity where you are is a little bit easier than thinking you'll move out, although there are definitely perks and opportunities. And some people like to get new blood, so there are definitely good things about trying to move out. But first you might consider, are there things you need to fix where you are? The other thing about that conversation with yourself and or the people around you is that if you don't have it where you are now, my 
expertise and experience shows that it'll probably follow you where you go next. Because the world is trying to teach you a lesson or something, I don't know, around having those conversations that matter with those people in your life at work. And if we don't have those conversations where we are, you'll probably get into a similar situation after you move. It's just the way it works. So planning, practicing, getting a coach, whatever you need to do, to have that conversation with your current organization about where you'd like to go, what do the opportunities look like, how do you get there, before we go a-leaping and thinking that a new organization is just going to magically fix the situation. So, looking at what's really not working. Is it a boss? Again, that can be a, a valid concern and a reason to move, or it can be a conversation we're running away from. Is it a, a skill set that we want to use, a way we want to develop, something we want to learn? Again, a conversation can be had, and if it's not going to go the way we want it to, then at least we've had some good definition around what we do want as we start to look towards the next thing. And that's, of course, the, the next thing to think about, is what do you want more of? What skills do you want to use more? How do you want to contribute more to an organization? How can you bring more value? And answering those questions, along with any other things you're looking to get out of a move, which may be money, compensation, more time off, whatever that might be, are all very important considerations because you'll have to know both simply walking into a new organization and thinking you deserve more money probably won't go very far unless we've really thought through how we're going to add that value that will deserve more money. So as we're thinking about our next move, we're starting to get clear about what's not working so we can stay away from it. Might be people, things that we do, might be the industry that you're in, and what we want more of, so that as you're looking for job descriptions, you're talking to people about what you want, you have some clarity there. It's very hard for anyone to help you and to look for a job when all you know is what you don't want. And that may be an easier place to start with the things you don't want. And then we need to start moving into, okay, what does that mean I want more of? Because that's going to drive the proactive part of my job search, my networking. All of those things are going to be driven by the positive I want to move towards, not necessarily the negative I want to move away from. I can come up with interview questions for, for people as I interview. I can come up with qualifications or criteria around the job I want, around the organization I'd like to work for. If I can really sit down and define what's not working, what I want less of, and what I want more of. So that's the internal part of this looking before we leap. There are some journaling activities you could do to, to think about that. Maybe even simply a list of what I want less of, what I want more of. 
There are, of course, many free and or paid assessments that you could take online. Personality assessments, interest assessments, the world is at your fingertips in terms of that. Some of them may give you great insight. Some of them may reflect back what you already know, which can also be helpful. It's really that opportunity instead of kind of having that knee-jerk reaction around, I need to make change, really thinking about why, what's going to be better when we move. And, you know, the counselor in me would ask you that magic wand question. If you could wave a magic wand, what would, what would that perfect job look like? And that's a good exercise to do, even though it may seem like it's pie in the sky, that exercise then can be morphed into something more quote-unquote realistic as we start to answer some of the questions that we'll be asking as we continue with the show today. But starting with that internal and really getting a pulse on what you're looking for is first. Then we can add in the reality. Then we can add in, okay, how is this really going to work in your life? But if we try to do those things first, a lot of times, again, we don't address the real issue and we end up right back in the same place even after we've made that move. So we're going to continue talking about this look before you leap today. As we go through, we're going to talk about the external. Right now that you've thought about what isn't working and and what do you want more of, going to talk about that external piece, talk a little bit about how to do your homework, and then finish up today on how to use this holiday season to your benefit if you're thinking about making a change. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. There are two types of leaders in business. Those who are nice, compassionate people. And frankly, they are the people who fail to get a lot done. Then there are those who can get everything done and so much more. But they are greedy, unethical, and self-centered. The Compassionate Samurai Business Hour with Kathy Fairbanks finds a way to use the best of both types of leaders to help you create a dynamic roadmap to success. Tune in every Thursday at 1 p.m. Pacific Time, 4 p.m. Eastern, on Voice America Business. Great leaders today have certain capabilities that set them apart. These leaders have discovered transformational leadership. Now you can discover the same ideas, insights, and programs that have led them to success. 
Inside Transformational Leadership, hosted by Kate Ebner, is produced by Georgetown University's Institute for Transformational Leadership. We'll explore these stories and concepts every Monday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. The business community's first choice in Internet talk radio, Voice America Business Network. tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we are talking about making a leap or wanting to make a leap in 2016 in your career and some of the things that you might do to look before you leap as you consider that move. So we've talked about the internal side, making sure that you're really thinking through what's not working, why, and where do you want to go? What will be better? What do you want more of? So that as you're going through this process, you can be more focused, you can be more proactive, and you can maybe short-circuit some replication of issues from where you are to where you move, or perhaps find some opportunity internally that you didn't think about or that wasn't apparent through some exploration and some conversations. So here's where the reality check comes in. So you are dreaming about making a move. Here's what I see happen to folks. One thing is that they say, oh, I'm going to make a change, and it's going to be huge. I'm going to go from being a customer service manager to a project manager. Okay, what does that mean? What does that really mean? What I find is a couple of things. One, people seem to think, I'm going to make this huge change, right? I'm going to go from being an administrative person to an accounting person. First of all, not that huge of a change. And second of all, won't happen if we make it into a huge change. Why? People hire people who are qualified for positions. So when we're thinking about making a change, unless we're considering going back to school or doing something to make ourselves qualified for that future position, for most of us, it's not going to just magically happen. People hire people who are qualified for the roles they post. And even though the market has shifted and employers in some ways may be struggling to find talent, they probably aren't going to hire someone who's not qualified for that position. So if you want to go from administration into accounting, one, you could make it into a smaller leap, which we'll talk about in a second, or two, you got to do what you got to do to actually be qualified for that role. Go get your degree and become a CPA if that's what you want to do. 
Of course, we can always make things more manageable. It's looking for that step to where we want to go. So here's how I talk about it. And you may have heard this before if you've been listening to the show, but I'll say it again. Your most, your fastest, I should say, your fastest job search is going to be for the same role in the same industry you're in today. That could be a good thing if your issues at work are more people-related or that the organization doesn't have anywhere to move. If you get a little bit larger organization, but it's still the same industry and you're going for a similar role, it might be a fairly quick search and provide you with some opportunities that you're not getting now simply because the organization is bigger. Now, if you go, I can't handle my industry, then when you're getting into a new industry, you want to stay in a similar role to what you've been in in the past. Only changing one thing, right? Change an industry, so we're going to leave the role alone. If you're going, oh, I just need to do something different every day, then stay in the same industry and find a position that is a step away from where you are now. Hopefully, best case scenario, in the direction that you think you want to go long term. Of course, it'd be great if you did a little bit of research to figure out where that long term thing might be so that when you take that step towards something you want long term, it's actually what you want long term. Those two things are really going to help you make this change more of a reality. Going from an engineer to a artist, probably not going to be a realistic transition. Of course, you can do the art on the side. There's lots of other things you can do to fill that space in your desires, if you will, in your making meaning out of life than getting a new job. And that's the other thing that people sometimes forget is that when we're not doing well at work, work may not be the thing we need to change. Perhaps it's that we're not, we don't have any extracurricular activities, if you will. Perhaps it's that we're not exercising our interests somewhere else. And newsflash, we won't have all of our interests met at work. Most of us just won't be that lucky. Guess what? I love sports. And for a little while, I thought I wanted to work in sports. And then I got a little bit of a taste of that world and found out that it didn't give me a lot of the other things that I love in my work. And so I do a lot of extracurricular things around sports, going to sporting events, playing sports, intramural type sports at a rec center to fill that interest and to make me a happier person but I don't know I don't want to do that at work at least in the foreseeable future so if there's things that you love to do it doesn't necessarily mean that they have to be work or that you'll love doing them for work is it maybe a case of balance And is that the conversation we need to have with our current work? 
around getting some more balance in our life, starting a sports team within our organization, whatever it might be for you that gets that interest met, even though you may not be able to do it at work or may not want to do it for work. The other part of the reality check is life, right? Sure, we may want to make this huge change, but guess what? We have bills to pay. We want things, most of us, in our lives. We need money for things, food, shelter. And that's going to pull us back to this reality of what type of change really makes sense. Now, it doesn't mean that long-term something might not be possible, right? We can start saving to go back to school. We can start saving so that we could start our own business. But it may be something that we need to do more long-term to fit in with the realities of life. If you don't have those realities of life, I'd like to come and live with you and tell me who you are. (laughs) So thinking about how we can make that change based on the realities of life Again, only changing one thing, industry or role, not both. Or if we know we want to change both, how can we take a step in one direction or the other and start getting whatever else it is that we'll need to make that transition? It may be experience in that transitional kind of role. It may be a degree, it may be training, it may be something else. But that may take longer-term plan, and we might kind of set ourselves up for disappointment if we say, by, you know, by the end of 16, I'm going to be in this role without really thinking through what it's going to take to get there. Last part of the reality check is what's going on in the market. For instance, as I was talking to customer service manager who wants to be a project manager, Do we really understand what that role means? Do we understand how it fits with our current experience? Do we understand what someone in that role actually does? What types of organizations hire for that role? Right, there's all these questions that we need to understand. And oftentimes when we hear something or we think, this is what I've loved to do, right? I've loved to do this project management kind of stuff at work, it doesn't necessarily translate the way we think it translates into the nice little boxes that our HR and hiring managers and recruiters have when they're thinking about those terms. So how do we do that research? How do we decide what might be a good fit? How can we test some of these thoughts, dreams, if you will, with what's actually going on in the market? Because we might sit down and and really look at it and think, okay, this is what I want less of. This is what I want more of. And you know what? I want more project management. Aha! That means I should be a project manager. Hold on there a little bit. And let's see how that fits with, one, your reality. Is that going to be a change in role? Is it going to be a a change in role that makes sense to the employer or not? And how can we leverage 
what we've done to get there. Two, does it make sense in the market? If we're going to be changing roles, does the industry we're in hire those people? Because that's going to help us only change one thing, not two. So there's a little bit of research here that we've got to slow ourselves down a little bit for and really think about, does this make sense for the employer? So it might sound great to me, but I'm not going to hire me, right? Unless you're starting your own business. Then it still has to make sense for your customers that your background or your skills or expertise or whatever it is is something they should pay for. So as we look into making this transition, we're going to come back here in just a few minutes and talk about how we can do our homework a little bit in the external part of this decision. So we'll be back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. You have a message. You want to share that message. You want it to be social, to go viral, and spread across the planet. But how do you get started? Tune into Amplify, featuring host Ken Roshan and co-host Gisela Gonzalez. This show is here to help you take that message and channel it through the most effective marketing techniques to not only be successful, but have a positive impact on the world. Tune in live every Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern Time, 2 p.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Channel, and get Amplified. Are you a business innovator, or are you just sitting on the sidelines? Tune in every week for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP. Host Bonnie D. Graham talks to a cross-section of the movers and shakers who are leading by example. They will share best practices and innovative ideas to keep you thinking and moving along with the best. Join us for Coffee Break with Game Changers, presented by SAP, Wednesday mornings at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 8 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Voice America Business Network. The bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at astrategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. 
Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking about looking before you leap. So you've been getting the itch to make a move. You've been thinking that where you're at's just not working. And you're wondering what it might look like to do something else. Now this may be a, I've just got to get out of my company. I've just got to get out of my job. Or maybe a, I need to make a huge change kind of thought. So as you're considering any of those moves, we've talked about introspecting of what's really not working. What is it that you need more of? Why are you stuck? And to pay attention to those things, right? As I said, if if you feel like your current boss and their bosses just don't see you as taking that step up that you want to make, that's something to pay attention to. You want to navigate those conversations, make sure that that's just not something you have in your head, and and in the end, it may be a valid concern. We want to make sure that we're not going to carry our baggage with us. So the more conversations and introspection we can do, the better off we'll be in our next position. A lot of people skip that step because it's not sexy or easy. But what I can tell you is that when you get to your next job, you'll find you fall into the same patterns, avoid the same conversations, and end up hopping instead of climbing. The next part of it is to do that reality check. What are your life situations? Do you have money and savings to go back to school if you want to make a huge change or to even deal with the gap that you'll need to have to make that huge change for whatever way you make it happen? Or can you get away with, does it make more sense, to do a slight change, change industry, change roles, but not both? And make that step in the right direction, not making a leap necessarily. And then, of course, the reality check of the market. What is going on out there that matches or doesn't match with your ideas of what you'd like to do? I'm giving my example of the customer service manager who wants to go into project management because they've just had a lot of fun in the past year to managing projects within the customer service leadership type of role. So implementing new systems, creating policies. But what happens when you go and research job descriptions based on the search term project manager? What you'll find is a bunch of IT-related positions, lots and lots of software development positions, because those are the people who use that term, project manager. You might find some engineering types of positions or construction types of positions as well, but you probably won't find anything that's related to customer service. Now, does that mean that it's not possible to make that change in role moving from customer service to quote-unquote project management, 
while still staying in that kind of customer service industry. Not necessarily. It just means that we have to find the right language. So in the customer service world, they might call that an operations manager. They might call it just a customer service manager. It just needs to be the right role that is more of a leadership role versus simply managing the people but not really getting to manage much of the process. It may be more of a business analyst role where you're interfacing with IT, but you don't need the in-depth IT skills that you don't have, and it's going to stop you from being able to make that change when it really isn't critical, right? This person doesn't want to get into IT. They want to do the operations management side of things, really. And so, again, looking at that shiny object, project management, shiny, and really thinking about why is it shiny and how does that equate or translate into my current industry or an industry more similar to mine or positions that more closely mirror my background. Because setting ourselves up to make a transition that's not as plausible, perhaps, it might not be the end of the world, but we have to know that there are trade-offs there going to take longer to find a job. We're going to have to do more networking to find that job, which some people cringe at the idea of. But you're not going to get hired off of an online application for a job you're not qualified for. And when we really think about what we want to do, a lot of times it doesn't have to be that big of a change if we know how to plug in where we had the skills and experience, but take a step in that direction to do more of what we want to do. And so it poses the question to us to do our homework. First thing to start collecting and researching and analyzing our job descriptions. And don't disregard the fact that you're not qualified. If you're seeing job descriptions of project manager that all are IT related and don't seem to fit, that's a clue that we're searching in the wrong language. Again, it doesn't mean that we have to give up on this idea of changing. It's just that that's not the, the language that we thought it was. And that's okay. Set it aside and go, okay, so what is it in my industry? So that might mean searching differently. It might mean searching keywords instead of job titles. And maybe we could still use project management, customer service, and see what comes up. What job titles? How does that look? And start to collect those job titles. The ones that didn't make sense, what's similar there? the ones that do make sense, what's similar there that might be different. 
And how can you start to build a list of job titles that make sense for you, even if they're different than what you thought they might be, right? And that's where our brain has to be a little bit flexible that we're not giving, and this is what I hear from people, you know, ah, oh, well, project manager's not going to work for me because it's IT. Or, you know, it's really going to be difficult because it's IT related and so I'm going to squish myself into that box, even though, one, it's not really what I want to do, and two, I'm not really qualified. We don't need to beat our head up against that wall. Start collecting job descriptions, playing around with keywords, and start looking at companies, competitor companies, especially if you want to stay in the same industry because you're changing roles, who has job titles or what jobs are open in those companies that look interesting. Then instead of searching on a job board like Monster or Career Builder, I'm going to the companies that might be of interest, companies who are similar in some way to the company I'm working at now, And I'm looking at job titles of people that they actually hire or employ. A great little thing I can do on LinkedIn, right? You can go to LinkedIn, go to their company page on LinkedIn, and look at people who work there and see what those job titles look like. You can look at job titles of people that are at the companies I used to work at and start to build a a more rich picture of one, the job titles that might be more plausible and interesting, and two, greatly, the companies that will be my targets. And this is going to be a huge thing that you'll use in your job search, so might as well start doing it now. And use those companies to help you direct your focus, direct what will become your search. And then, of course, to pay attention in some ways to which companies have openings, what job titles seem to produce the most open positions, polling from a job search site or even on company websites. Because depending on how quickly you want to make a change, those things will be important. They'll factor into your reality factor of is this going to be something that works for me or not. So when you're thinking about making this move, it's really all about planning, which most of us don't necessarily like to do. And that's, you know, that's okay. And I would encourage you as you're looking forward to 2016 to set some process-based goals for yourself. I'm big on process-based goals. What setting process-based goals means is that you are going to do X, Y, or Z. Your goal is to check out these sites. Your goal is to research these titles. Your goal is to connect with people who do X, Y, or Z versus your goal being to be somewhere different at the end of 2016. One the universe may have something in store for you that you don't know about and setting that goal which really isn't under your control and maybe isn't even the best thing for you can create a lot of undue stress. I just was looking at an article today talking about how 
stressed and depressed we all are, and I'm now on a, a, new, a new mission, a revised mission, to not only make sure people are happy in their career, but to help them understand how setting outcomes-based goals figures into that stress. Outcomes-based goals can be nice and helpful. You know, oh, I want to lose 10 pounds. But if we don't have some kind of process-based goal to go along with them, the how, the action items, that we can sit down, write down, check off as we achieve, we are going to get ourselves into some stress because other things come up, life happens. And again, perhaps we don't have the all-knowing eye that we think we do sometimes to know what is the best for us in setting those outcomes-based goals. So we're going to come back and we're going to talk through here how to use these few weeks you have of the holiday season to your benefit if you're thinking about making a leap. So we'll be right back in just a few minutes. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Simonoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. Biz Locker Radio is a high-energy business show that features compelling conversations and cutting-edge business content that you can use to improve your performance today. Hosted by Kelly Riggs and presented by the Business Locker Room, Biz Locker Radio features dynamic thought leaders from sales, marketing, leadership, business strategy, social media, and more. If you're in business, you need an edge. Develop that edge with Biz Locker Radio. Tune in every Monday at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, and 3 p.m. Central on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information, visit bizlockerradio.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategic advantage.com. 
Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we're talking about looking before you leap. So you've been thinking about making a career change. You've been pondering how unhappy you are. And you've been thinking about how it's just time to do something else. Well, you might want to look before you leap. Look at what's working for you. What do you really want? What do you need in your life? How is this going to be a realistic change for you and the employer? And I've said a couple of times, you know, they hire people who are qualified. And on average or kind of a general statement around that, is that if you have 80% of the qualifications listed in a job description, you might be able to get an interview off of an online application. If you have less than that, you might be able to get it through networking. And of course, people getting people hired is how life works and it can happen for fairly large changes even when people are unqualified. But most of the time, you're going to have to do something that gets you to that place where you're qualified. So, thinking about how you can make a slight change, change your role, but stay in the same industry, and make that change, you know, one step, maybe two steps from where you are now, or change your industry and stay in the same role. Maybe giving yourself an opportunity to work with people that you like more, to work with ideas or subject matter that you like more and perhaps make a shift in that direction. So thinking about an accountant, for instance, who wants to go into the nonprofit arena. Well, if she started applying for nonprofit director jobs or even program manager jobs, probably not going to happen, right? It just doesn't, she doesn't have the background, she doesn't have the skill set that she could show, Perhaps she has it in a volunteer setting, which could help, and that can be a transition mechanism, is volunteering towards something. She might have an easier transition if she applied to be the office manager or operations manager or even the finance manager, as some larger nonprofits might have, where her experience is of direct benefit to that organization. And from there... She could move around in the nonprofit world, get some experience, help with some programming, and move into more of a program role if that's what she wanted to do ultimately. So it's not necessarily giving up what we want, it's just being more strategic about how we're going to get there, taking into account both our desires and skills that we want to use, and perhaps talents, and the employer's needs and process that are going to require us to do certain things. So over this holiday week, you have opportunity to connect with people that you know, love, and trust. And you have the opportunity to decide how you communicate about your career to them. Now, of course, there's people in our immediate support group who are going to know the whole story. They're going to know that we're upset. They're going to know we're frustrated. They're going to know that, and that's okay. They are our people, right? Then you have those people that are maybe just one little circle out from there who are 
your friends and family, they're not necessarily in that circle, the intimate circle, if you will. And so you have an opportunity with them to do something different. You have an opportunity there to perhaps try on a hat. Share with them that you're interested in going into the nonprofit world. Share with them that you're interested in taking on more projects in X, Y, or Z at work. Sharing those kind of positive, future-focused ideas with them can do a lot for you. One, it can help build up your positive about that future. And if you've thought through a few of these things and are putting on some hats that are something you can achieve in the next year, it can be very helpful for you to try on that hat and see how it feels. Second, you never know who those people that you know, love, and trust also know. And by sharing with them your positive, future-focused outlook on your career for next year, they're going to be able to help you. Obviously, the more specific you can be about that, the more help you might get. Thus, the idea of trying on a hat, talking about something fairly specific, and seeing how it feels for you, seeing what kind of reaction you get from those around you. Gives you that opportunity to network. And although some of us avoid it, networking with those people who are already in our circle usually is more fruitful than going out and trying to meet someone new at a new networking event and thinking that they're going to magically help us get where we want to go. The other thing is that these wonderful people, whether we like it or not, might give us some very frank feedback of, "Mm, I just can't see you in that role or whatever it might be that we'll have to take with a little grain of salt, but adds to our research here as we're thinking about looking before we leap. The great thing about kind of this holiday time also is that you might have the opportunity to do a little bit of sprucing up to your social media profiles. So I wouldn't suggest going out there and making a huge change to anything, especially if we're currently employed and we probably want to stay that way. But we do have the opportunity to shut off our updates, all of them in LinkedIn, go into your security, shut them all off, and maybe make a few little tweaks that incorporate a little bit of where we think we want to go in the future. So you could go into your LinkedIn profile, and I saw this customer service person had gone in and put the word project management in his profile. The more research you've done and the better those words actually fit into your profile and make sense, the better off you'll be. But it can be slight things you do to start building maybe even some unconscious thoughts of those around you, around, hmm, I think this person would be good at that. And of course, you have the work holiday parties, maybe even going into the beginning of next year, where you can have the opportunity to, in a more social or kind of in-passing way, talk about your passion for this or really looking forward to this in the upcoming year. Again, the more positive and future-focused you can be in those conversations, the better you will be at getting help and getting people engaged in moving you towards where you want to be. So I hope that as you're looking towards 2016, you're thinking about where you want to go. There's 
power in that for our careers to be planning and thinking about where we want to go, that you're researching and reflecting on what really matters and how you can fit into where your company needs you or where the companies that you're interested in need you. And that you'll set some process-based goals for yourself. What are you going to do to achieve those goals? What are you going to do to make change in your life? Because nobody's going to do it if we aren't going to. And I was reminded today, (laughs) since we're on the Star Wars theme here in the U.S. at least, I was reminded today of a quote from from Yoda in, in Star Wars. Do not try. That there is no try. You either do it or you don't. And then perhaps this is part of why I like process-based goals is because it really takes the do and the action to get anywhere. Saying that you're going to try really doesn't mean anything. So as you move into 2016, I hope that you'll set some goals and take your opportunity to do something with your career because that's what this new market really has created is the opportunity for you to do something with your career. And part of that, of course, is coming back here every Monday and listening to us here at The Career Confidant as we bring in great guests to give you the resources and tools you need. And you're always welcome to connect with me at Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at astrategicadvantage.com. We'll see you right back here next week on The Career Confidant. Thank you for listening to The Career Confidant. Marie Zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern Time, 3 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. Be sure to join us then. 